Let's say you're laying on the beach, you're hanging out with your kids, you're throwing the, the frisbee or the football, you're playing with sand, everybody's having a great time. You go back to the, the towel, you lay down, you grab your phone, and boom, there's an email. And it's something that brings you back into a problem that you're trying to solve at church that you don't currently have a solution for. And yet, right then, in that moment, your attention is completely diverted from your kids and the sun and the sand and the precious time that you have in that place with those people to this stupid problem that you can't do anything about. And now you are divided, right? Your attention is divided. You can't just be in the moment because you have to be glued to this issue. Welcome to episode 26 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. It's so awesome to have you joining me today. My name is Lane. I am your humble host. Today, we're going to talk about time away. How do you take a vacation? How do you have a day off or a few days off and not be completely pulled into your work the whole time that you're gone? How do you break away? One of the things that I have enjoyed throughout my ministry is the ability and really the determination to actually have a real vacation and actually get a day off. I have seen so many pastors basically not allow themselves this privilege, and as a result, it leads to burnout, it leads to resentment, it leads to really resenting the very work that they feel called to do. I don't want this to happen to you. I want you to be able to have a really fulfilling, fruitful ministry where you're giving it your all. And at the same time, I want you to enjoy the time that you get, the precious time that you get away with your family, with your spouse, with your friends, with your kids. And I want you to be able to, in a guilt-free way, break away from the work that you do and realize that the world is not going to burn. So in this video and in this episode, I'm going to give you exactly what I do, exactly what I coach other pastors to do to lay out the expectation that, hey, I'm going to be gone and to make sure that all your bases are covered. And then we're going to talk about what to actually do when you're on vacation to make sure that you are fully disengaged from work to the extent that is possible so that you can be fully present with your family with your friends on whatever type of trip you're on. Whether you're doing a staycation and you're at your home doing yard work and that's how you recharge or you're off in the mountains or out at the beach, you wanna be there and not be pulled into your work the whole time. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. We've got a great episode for you coming up next week on episode 27. My good friend Jameson Reynolds is gonna be on. He is a very talented, very skilled worship pastor, has a lot to say about communication from the perspective of someone who's not the lead pastor, also how to work with your lead pastor, and if you are the lead pastor or the senior pastor, how to interact with your team and especially your worship pastor. So that's going to be a really great episode that comes out next week. So be sure to subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it's awesome to have you listening. Be sure to go over and leave a review if it's five stars. If it's not, don't worry about it. Don't bother. If you're watching on YouTube, 
Subscribe if you haven't yet. Be sure to like this video. Leave me a comment below about the next vacation that you're gonna go on. Like where are you going and when are you gonna go? Uh, if you don't wanna get specific, you don't have to. But if, you're, if this summer you're gonna go somewhere cool, let us know. Let us know so we can celebrate with you down below. All right, so let's dive in. And I wanna start with a story. This happened a, a few years ago. I was working at a church and there was a person who was working on staff basically as our executive pastor. This is back when I was doing next-gen ministry, so I was working with students and kids. And I remember he went on a vacation with his wife. The entire time he was on vacation, he was calling into meetings at, at our church. He was sending us emails. He was receiving emails. He was having phone calls. He was doing strategy sessions. And he was stressed <laughs> about what was happening at our church the whole time he was gone. And when he came back, he mentioned something, just kind of in passing. He said, well, last week when I was on vacation, and he did it in quotes, you know, he did like scare quotes. So when I was on vacation last week, and he was really complaining about the situation he was in where when he was on vacation, he was still working. And this is something that he had really purported as a value of his, almost like kind of a, a man never takes a day off. A man is a leader is responsible. Uh, and what that means is that even when they're gone, they're still thinking about work. Even when they're out of town, they're still present. Even when they don't have to be at a meeting, they still show up. Even when they're on the other side of the world trying to enjoy the precious few time, you know, precious few days a year they get away from this place, they're still here mentally and physically and spiritually, right? This was a value of his. So when he said, uh, I was on, quote, vacation, and he was complaining about how exhausted he still was getting back from vacation, I pulled him aside and said, hey, listen, I want to explain to you my philosophy of vacation and why I think your vacation was awful. <laughs> and, and fortunately, he listened, and I said, hey, when I go on vacation, I don't call in meetings and I don't uh, have my phone on me 24 seven and I don't check my email every single day and I'm not writing emails at two in the morning when I'm on vacation because for a vacation to be what it is designed to be, it needs to actually be refreshing. And if it's not, if I go on vacation and I'm just as exhausted as I was when I left, when I come back, then what good was the vacation? I might as well have just stayed in town if I'm going to come into work every day, right? And so I told him, I said, the reason why you're frustrated and the reason why you're exhausted and the reason why you have no energy to give right now is because your vacation was not a vacation. You literally just took your work from your office to the beach, why? Like, why would you do that? And the argument might be, uh, and, th and this is what I thought he would say, to be honest, and this is my, my, might be what you are thinking. I thought he was going to say, well, the reason I do that is because I love this work. I love it. So it's not, it doesn't feel like work for me. I want to be thinking about it. I want to be doing it. And that's really true of him. And to be honest, it's true of me. I love the work I do. I always have. I've always been in jobs where maybe I don't love every single thing about it. But generally speaking, I'm doing work that I love. I'm doing work that I'm passionate about. And that might be where you are. 
But he didn't say that. He didn't run to the defense of the work. In that moment, you know what he told me? He said, you're right. <laughs> like, I'm exhausted. I should have broken away. This is crazy. I need a vacation from my vacation, right? To be able to come back and engage in what I'm doing here. So in that moment, I decided that I need to start helping one, helping myself make sure that this is something that I guard, because let me tell you the culture. I was in the DC area for 10 years, worked at a church there, several different positions. And in the, in the DC area, there's a lot of pride in workaholism, just hustle, working all the time. Like work 70 hours a week is normal. Work till seven, eight, nine, ten 10 o'clock at night, get up the next day at six and do it all over again. That's the work culture there. And so if you're the one guy saying, hey, uh, I want a life outside of my work. I want to go home to see my family. I want to tuck my kids in bed at night. I want to go on vacation and actually be on vacation. You run the risk of being perceived as lazy. You run the risk of being perceived as not a not as committed, not as hardworking. So for a long time, I was very hesitant to be public, you know, to be out about the way I felt about work and rest and Sabbath. And when he, one of the hardest working people I've ever met, and one of the most successful people that I've ever met, is willing to admit, yeah, you know what? This is not working for me. I actually need to rethink the way I do vacations. It was enough for me to finally say, okay, I'm gonna be vocal about this and I'm gonna help other people and I'm gonna defend myself and I'm not going to worry what people think about me. Because guess what? My kids and, and the experience I have with my kids and my wife when I'm on vacation will far outlast what somebody at my current church thinks about me or doesn't think about me. It's just the truth. So I want that same kind of freedom for you. And it's not a, uh, a fickle or a flippant or a glib like, hey, I'm going to do what I want. It's really for you. In fact, Jesus said, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for the man. What is he saying? He's saying, you need to rest and rest is for you. This isn't something God is doing to you because he doesn't like you. This is something that he's giving to you because it, he knows the human condition. And that is, we need a break. We need to rest. We need rhythms between work and rest. And God even demonstrated this in creation, right? He worked for seven days and or six days, and then he rested on the seventh day. He modeled this pattern of work and rest. So the question then is, what does this look like practically, right? In your situation, if you are full-time at your church and you want to have a day off every week, if you are full-time in your church and you want to be able to take a vacation and it actually look and feel like a vacation, what do you do? Uh, if you're bivocational and you're trying to match up when you get off from your full-time job versus when you're able to get time off from your church, how do you match those things up? And so what I want to talk about in this video is generally speaking, uh, vacation, right? I've talked about days off before. In fact, even in my book, Preaching Killer Sermons, I have a, a chapter on this very subject where I talk about days off, but I want to focus specifically on vacation because it's Almost the end of April, a lot of people take vacations starting May, June, July, around that time, like summertime's a big vacation time. 
And so as you're kind of planning out your vacation, I want to give you some things to think about. So let's say that if you're bivocational, you're able to get off from your, your full-time job, you're able to get a Sunday off at, at church, and all the responsibilities are taken away. Or if you're full-time, you're able to get a week off and preferably a Sunday included in there as well. This is something I definitely recommend. If you're going to take a vacation, please take a Sunday. Don't just do Monday and then get back on Saturday and be right back at church on Sunday. You need a break from all of it, not just the week, but the Sunday. You need a break. You need to break away. You need to go experience something else, somewhere else. So I highly recommend that your vacation bleed into a Sunday, either on the front end or on the back end. One of the things I really like to do is leave right after church on Sunday and be gone all the way through the next Sunday. So I didn't, I only missed one Sunday, but I'm gone all the way through. That's how I've done it in the past. So let's say that you have this week planned, right? You, your family, you're gonna go on, you're gonna go on a beach vacation. What do you do? How do you set, how do you lay the framework? I'm gonna tell you what I do, and I think this is a really purposeful way to do it, and it's worked for me in the past. The first thing that I like to do is to communicate to everybody who needs to know that I'm gonna be gone and what that means. So what that means for me is I'm gonna communicate to my team, hey, May 8th through 15th, I'm gonna be out of town. What that means is that if you've got anything you need to talk to me about that's important, that you already know about it, let's do it now. Let's do it before May 8th. So schedule a meeting with me, come by my office, let's talk about it because May 8th through 15th, I'm not gonna be here and I don't wanna be interrupted unless it's an emergency. So I'm communicating to those people. Now it's easy if it's people who report to you. It's not as easy if it's people that you report to. So you just have to think about, okay, who am I talking to and what, what do I have to communicate? So if it's someone that I report to, I'm gonna say, hey, is there anything that you can think of that is is going to come up in this week that I'm gonna need to deal with now that we can deal with now or after that week. So you're basically setting an expectation to say, you're communicating, I don't want to talk about this or deal with this or meet about this when I'm on vacation. So let's let's take care of it now, right? The other thing that I do is there are things that I know might come up in the week that I'm gone and I'm working on those things ahead of time. So I'm communicating, I'm sending out emails. This used to be a joke where people would say, oh, I got six emails from Lane today. He must be going, va- he must be going on vacation next week, right? Because they just knew getting emails from Lane, you know, <laughs> like when Lane's vacation is coming up, I'm gonna send out a lot of emails. And a lot of them are, hey, I'm gone on this day. So here's what you might be expecting. You might need this, here it is. You might be wanting this, here it is. That Those kind of things where you, you are just laying out, hey, I want you to know I'm gonna be gone and you are doing the work ahead of time to communicate and prepare everybody around you for those expectations. And subtly and also expressly, you are communicating when I'm on vacation, it is different. I am not accessible. So that's what you do ahead of time. You're letting everybody know, hey, I'm leaving and it's gonna look different, all right? 
Now, when you go on vacation, you set the vacation reminder on your email. Get that set up where you let people, you know, you automatic responder to let people know, hey, I'm out of town. Here's who you can contact for this issue. Here's who you can contact for this issue. And then let people know when you'll be reading your email. And so that if anybody emails, they know that, hey, you're not accessible right now and you'll get back with them. So you do all that leading up to the vacation. Now, when you go on the vacation, here's what I do. I take email off my phone just completely. I take, I take email off my phone because I want to be the one to decide when to check my email on vacation. So it's such a habit to just click on e the email tab and read through things. But when I'm on vacation, the reason why I don't want to check email just any time is because I don't want my attention to be diverted back to work unless I choose to divert my attention back to work. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're laying on the beach, you're hanging out with your kids, you're throwing the, the frisbee or the football, you're playing with the boogie board in the water, you're playing with sand, everybody's having a great time. You go back to the, the towel, you lay down, you grab your phone, and boom, there's an email. And it's something that, oh, you know, it, it causes you a little bit of, oh, I, I don't want to deal with this right now, or I don't have an answer to this, or it brings you back into a problem that you're trying to solve at church or an issue that's going on that you don't currently have a solution for. And yet, Right then, in that moment, your attention is completely diverted from your kids and the sun and the sand and the precious time that you have in that place with those people to this stupid problem that you can't do anything about. And now you are divided, right? Your attention is divided. You can't just be in the moment because you have to be glued to this issue. And for someone like me, that can be really bad because I will hyper-focus on that issue and it just robs me of the experience. So that's why I just don't have it on my phone and I don't check. And I put my phone on do not disturb and I take off all the push notifications. I'm just making it a little bit harder to get a hold of me. Because here's the thing, if the world truly is on fire, someone will let me know. But most of the time, it's not on fire. There's nothing so urgent that I don't have that I can't wait a couple of days or a couple of hours to deal with it and in those moments I don't want to know. So typically in a week, I'll pick two days. Maybe if it's a Monday through Friday, I might say on Tuesday, I'll check email. And then one more time on Friday morning, right? Just as an example. So Tuesday, I will set aside 30 minutes, pull up my email, read through everything, see if anything needs to be responded to. And then when that's done, it's done. And I don't look at it again until Friday. Friday morning, I'll pull it up, look at anything I might have missed, anything that I could give a quick response to, and then I'm done. What that does for me is it kind of reassures me that everything's okay because if I don't check it for a week, it's, it's in my mind as well because I'm thinking, oh, maybe there might be something I need. So sometimes just by checking it, I go, oh, okay, good. Nothing is going on. Nothing that I need to know about. Great. Then on Friday, I'm already towards the end of my week anyway, so I'm able to, to check it again. What that does is it allows me to actually have a week where I'm not tied to my phone, I'm not calling into to meetings, I'm not checking my email every single day, and I'm present with my family and with my wife. That's what I want out of a, a vacation, and that's what I want for you. And here's why this is so important. 
when I come back, when I return from a vacation, if it did what it is supposed to do, I should be energized and excited and ready to take on the challenges. I should have a new passion and love for the work that I do. I should be eager to jump back in. That's what time away should do. So if the time away is basically just littered with work and worry and stress related to your job, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So don't do that, right? Let your vacation be truly what it's supposed to be. Give yourself that Sabbath rest. Do whatever energizes you, but please pull away from the work, even if it's just for a few days at a time, and then look back at it just long enough to make sure everything's okay, and then go back into your work. So if you communicate ahead of time, expectation and preparation, right? I'm gonna be gone, and here's what you might need, and if there's anything you need, let's talk about it now and you set the autoresponder, you take email off your phone, you put the right people in charge, right? So if there are things that you typically do, you wanna, this is a lot of times what my emails are ahead of my vacation is, I typically do this, hey, I need you to take this responsibility on. Uh, Can you make sure this happens? Can you do this? And set all those things into motion, put all of them in in an email, put all, all of them in writing so that people don't just go, oh yeah, I think I remember you saying that. No, lay it out give people all the information they need, go above and beyond, and in that, you are giving yourself the permission to break away. If you don't do the preparation, you don't set the expectation, you don't do anything differently with your phone, then don't be surprised when your vacation is peppered with people calling you with questions, people saying, oh, I didn't realize you are on vacation, I'm sorry, I just have a really quick question, right? People People wanting you to, hey, are you going to be a part of our meeting today even though you're on vacation? No, (laughs) no, I'm not. Unless the world is on fire, no, I'm not going to come into the meeting, okay? And this is not because you don't care. It's, It's directly the opposite. It's because you do care and you realize that if you don't take care of yourself and you don't feed yourself, you don't you don't uh, allow yourself to be refreshed and re renourished and refilled, then you're not going to be the best for your church anyway. So being a part of every meeting when you're on vacation, all that does is just drain you to the point of resenting the people and the work that you love and that you're called to do. And you don't want that and I don't want that for you and I don't want that for myself. So I hope you uh, are able to kind of write these steps down. And when you're thinking about your vacation for this summer, just imagine, just imagine that you put in the work ahead of time, you set the expectation, you, you deal with your phone, you deal with your laptop, and you choose when you're gonna engage with work. You choose when you are going to check your email or go through whatever you need to check. You choose all of that. And then you have a peaceful, stress-free to the extent that it's possible, vacation where you can relax, you can enjoy yourself, you can actually be in the moment with your kids without being distracted by everything going on at the church. Give yourself that gift and give your kids that gift if you have kids and give your spouse that gift if you have a spouse. Do that for yourself because the Sabbath is for you. You are not for the Sabbath. It is a gift for you that God gave to you, and by the way, commanded of you and me. Download my guide, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. It is a three-step process that helps you make a sermon 
purposefully. And one of the things I love about this guide is it actually saves time. One of the reasons why work bleeds into vacation is because sermon prep bleeds into vacation, right? Poor planning ends up bleeding into vacation. So in my guide, the 21 day guide to creating killer sermons, it's gonna actually walk you through a step-by-step process to more purposefully build your sermons in a a systematic way so that they're not sneaking up on your vacation or sneaking up on your Saturday night. That's really important. So preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Get your guide there. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, let me know when you're going to go on vacation and what you're going to do to make sure that you have the best possible vacation. We'll see you next week for an interview. It's going to be awesome. Until then, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here on the Preaching Donkey Podcast.